Do you like horror? Sci-fi? Superheroes? Comics and adventure? SunsetCrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. Hello and welcome to your official Courage Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am, of course, your host, the, with, with the most, the two-time award-winning Clowny J. Of course, with me is the ever-loving Furball, The Mize. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty well, Jay. Things are pretty warm down here, but, you know, all the better for uh, sitting out on the balcony enjoying some pro wrestling, especially that uh, second uh, showing of the Backyard Pro. That was just golden stuff as expected oh yeah and uh i don't know about you but i have already ordered my official backyard pro t-shirt fantastic man mine should be on the way as well so i'm certainly looking forward to getting that gear in so i can show off the uh, memory of being able to see such an exquisitely produced show of course and you can get your official backyard pro t-shirt just hit them up on their twitter page uh, you can hit them up. You can hit up uh, Von Vertigo himself. Uh, they've got a pro wrestling tea store, but I went the direct route. I went straight to Von for mine. So, Always nice to have a personal touch, I suppose. Exactly. So besides that, sir, how have you been this week? Uh, pretty good. You know, I was reading my comics, you know, uh, aside from watching that pro wrestling jazz. I've uh, been uh, keeping up with the stuff up at uh, out in Japan, pardon me, and uh, I always love me some New Japan. It's always uh, some nice, hard-hitting action. No drama, no worries from them or any jazz. Uh, it's just all, you know, fun and pro wrestling. And the thing I like about uh, New Japan is not only are they doing, you know, uh, it's like a pure singles thing, so they're keeping as little people out there as possible with the New Japan tournament. Uh, but what they all, I'm used to a quieter crowd there as well, at least for the beginning of a match. So it's not throwing me off as much as, uh, say, the North American stuff where you're used to noise throughout the entire duration. Yeah. And the great thing about that is that, you know, whether I'm simply uh, just listening to whatever environmental noise there is for a match in Japan, as opposed to the North American one, I don't have to hear how fucking Becky's boat ride was or any shit like that. I'm there for pro wrestling. I'm there to watch pro wrestling. And of course, them having such a silent crowd, it really shows how determining how much concentration they're putting in into just, you know, what they're observing what technical and uh, what force, what overall prowess they're being presented to uh, with such names like, you know, Noro Suzuki, Toriyano, all those fun guys. Um, even uh, even ones that come from like America or come from Europe, even like Will Ospreay, any of those guys. Um, it's a fun variety. Exactly. And uh, even when they put out the, the Young Lions Cup, which will be coming up, uh, that'll definitely be something to check out as well. Oh yeah, I'm actually I'm super stoked for all the stuff that they have planned. Uh, I can only imagine how stoked they are to be back in the ring. Um, I can only imagine uh, the indie guys out there are just as, if not even more, excited to get back out there. You know, watching all their favorites uh, in there, really getting them hyped up. Um, I can only certainly imagine what kind of shows we'll be presented with once we get to watch them step into the ring again. Uh, not only presented with, but call as well, because I did talk to Josh. Uh, I guess we can make it official on the air. Uh, Mize, you Wait, are yeah. the official uh, third string. 
for Courage Pro. Uh, it's no longer, you know, application pending. Uh, it is approved. So uh, if Josh steps away from the booth or say they do another road show with uh, matches out here in Peterborough, you are the uh, the guy to call. I cannot wait to join in the fun, you know, get in touch with everybody to get that solid info that you're always after as well. You know, it's always inspiring to do the homework. That way, the more knowledge you have going in, better calls you can make. So um, that in mind, I could not be more appreciative of this opportunity. Uh, my thanks to uh, Courage Pro Management for, you know, including me in such a vital point of uh, the pro wrestling scene that we have. So with that, uh, I am certainly dedicated and determined to get behind the, the table to be able to call some of these great contests to look forward to in the future. So speaking of things to look forward to in the future, folks, uh, when you're done listening to us, do us a favor, head on over to YouTube. Mize, I know you saw the drop today. Oh, you know I saw the drop today. I saw the drop. I heard the song. I watched the video, and I even listened to the song again. It's a fantastic day for us people. Not just Canada Day, but So Sick Social Club's newest single, Pocket Full of Pain. That music video dropped today on YouTube. So if you haven't already... Go and check that bad boy out. Give her a listen. Uh, check out what fantastic gore the boys at the Sosic Social Club have in store for you. Now, I was talking to Voodoo Drew earlier in the day. Uh, he, of course, says, what up to the Courage Pro Faithful, as well as we were talking about the video itself. And, uh, you know, the, the album itself uh, you know, Panic Chapter, chapters are of a book. Uh, if you flip through, uh, you know, it's not super canon however the house that gets abandoned at the end of the panic chapter video you know the, the house just happens to be abandoned and never i'm just gonna throw that out there holy sweet holy that's something else to look into you know that's a i never really caught on to that right away that's a fantastic fun fact Wow. And who knows if we be if we may see uh, more of these of those characters in the future, uh, perhaps in an early time of their lives. Oh, characters, continuity, musical numbers. The, what is not to love at this point? So if you guys like Pocket Full of Pain, if you haven't checked out the uh, new album, go check it out, Panic Chapter. You can find it on Spotify. Uh, you can find more Sosic Social Club music on YouTube as well. Jump in there, get into it. It is um, a great listen. Of course, if you want the final tease of what that next video will be, check out my uh, Twitter banner, my header, whatever you want to call it. Oh, uh, I'm going to do that once I finish up with you here, man. I'll, I'll go check in. I definitely want to see what that's all about. And our guest today is actually uh, one half of a Courage Pro tag team. They are collectively known as Gutter Trash. I did have his tag team partner on Scumbag Yates a couple weeks ago. Oh, that so means you week, got... That's right. I'm, I'm sitting down with one cutthroat Chris Logan. Uh, he's a big tattooed boy out of Niagara Falls. Uh, works at a haunted house. We're going to be talking about that and was also trained by one Lance Storm. So, you know, he's got some stories to tell. And if we haven't already seen what kind of uh, production, what kind of result is shown from the late training of Lance Storm, I can only imagine that if you haven't seen him in the ring already, you'll be nothing short of impressed. 
Um, and speaking of impressed, you know, that triple threat, you know, being trained by Lance Storm, working at a haunted house. I cannot wait to hear more about that. And, uh, I'll, you know, much more detail about Chris Logan himself. For sure. It is one of our uh, quicker interviews. Uh, it only goes about half an hour long, but hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes that's just the way the cake bakes. That's totally cool, man. And even still, you know, that's still, uh, you know, 30 minutes, 30 minutes plus of a great conversation and uh, just more fun facts you get to learn about somebody. Exactly. And until the next time, Mize, where can the people find you? As usual, guys, you can find me at Mize1987 on Twitter, usually posting silly stuff or just, you know, following folks around replying to their jazz as well who doesn't you can also find me on instagram at one man mize uh, i draw i post selfies of my fugly self and i post Yu-Gi-Oh stuff too comic stuff even uh, also as well um you know i'm on i'm on facebook as well you'll probably find me popping up all over the place you know you use the one man mize hashtag and all that jazz and uh, youtube mize day for a duel i don't have much on there but you know something to do during these times that's where uh, everyone could find me at. And uh, Jay, of course, you were mentioning stuff about your Twitter. Come to mind. Where can everyone find you? Of course, I am on Twitter at ClownyJ, K-L-O-W-N-Y, the letter J. That's it. That's the only place you'll find me. If you, for some reason, need to get a hold of me through Instagram or Facebook or something like that, hit up the wife. Uh, sick little one on Instagram. Uh She's got more Facebook accounts that I think I can shake a stick at. I don't know which one to send you to. Look up So Sick and Courage Pro Wrestling. You'll find her. She's got multicolored hair. And Mookie Stuff Buddies. That's a good place to find her as and well. And Mookie Stuff Buddies as well, yes. And check out Mookie Stuff Buddies. Uh, uh, you know, they're about a foot tall knitted dolls of superheroes, whatever you can think of to make. Uh, her big popular one right now is, of course, a baby Yoda she made for me. Uh, this thing is huge. And, uh, during quarantine, we've been putting it in little places around the house or taking <laughs> it on adventures and posting them daily. You gotta get a, you gotta get just like a can of a uh, bago or Coke or something just to put next to, uh, to the star Wars character. That way you guys can have just like a fun little month long thing. Uh, Yoda, Yoda with a soda. Uh, you know, I've got a bottle of cotton candy fago here beside me. We'll post that up tomorrow for you. That sounds fantastic, convenient, and it just sounds like it can be overall fun. I can't wait to see what you make of it, man. But uh, until then, though, but until then, though, that's where you can find all of us. And uh, Jay, I can't wait to hear uh, the interview you're going to have with Chris Logan. Excellent, my friend. We'll stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. You too, buddy. Until then, guys. Do you want your ad on the official Courage Pro Wrestling podcast? Do you want to pay great rates to have your message heard? We'll advertise anything. Podcasts, YouTube channels, your Twitch stream, your artwork. Hell, if you have an orgy coming up that you want Mac Henderson Productions to film, we'll advertise it. Hit up Clowny at ClownyJ on Twitter and ask about advertising rates on the official Courage Pro Wrestling podcast. This week, he's, of course, the Courage Pro Wrestling Core Park Hardcore Champion, the Prince of Pain himself, Mr. Aiden Rain. How are you doing? Uh, considering uh, this week, I'm doing all right. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah, this will come out next week, so there's a little bit of time travel involved. Uh, do, do you want to talk about anything that's on your mind or anything that you've been going through with all this? 
Uh, yeah, we can definitely talk about it. You know, like, um, as as I know, you said to me, you didn't really get to meet him or get the pleasure of it, but uh, seeing all the people there today as we put him to rest uh, was amazing to see. Um, <clears throat> getting to speak to his family and see a little bit of his life outside of the ring what was great. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, just, you know, knowing that that was the final goodbye was probably one of the hardest things I've had to do. <laughs> uh, and of course, if anyone uh, is a little confused on what uh, we're talking about here, uh, of course, the world did lose a great spirit, a great individual, great human being by all accounts, uh, Mr. Shawnee Mo. Yeah. So besides that, man, uh, you know, we'll, we'll actually get into you and Sean a little bit later on. I've got it on the rundown here. So, sure, uh, sure. you know, yeah, uh, you know, let, let's start off. Besides all that going through your mind, how has quarantine been for you, and what have you been doing to keep busy? Well, uh, I've actually still been uh, at the shoot job, slinging shit away, doing the work. Uh, I spent a lot of time with my little guy and uh, trying to work out as much as I can, which can be a little bit difficult right now as uh, I am slightly um, injured, so... <laughs> It's been uh, been interesting. Well, there you go. Well, hell, on behalf of you know the, the real world, you're by we being one of those people that have kept the shoot job going from day one. You know, you helped keeping this son of a bitch turning. So, thank you. Yeah, no problem. I don't, I don't mind. It keeps the head from like you know sitting here going, hmm, what do I do today? <laughs> <laughs> Beats getting into a droll routine that some people have been unfortunately finding themselves in. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you mentioned the little guy there as well. Well, you're a little man there. Uh, you know, uh, what's he into? Uh, I'm sure his interests become yours as well and vice versa. Are you seeing much of a rub off yet uh, when it comes to personality traits and interests? Uh, for the most part, yeah. He's uh, very much into uh, cooking, which was something that I was very into. He's also, nice. he's also very much into uh, wrestling and uh, zombies and comic book characters and all the work to that so it's it's quite interesting to just be like no dude that, that that's uh that's wolverine that's not you know a different character he always tends to just because the names are kind of similar he calls wolverine roman reigns every once in a while i'm like no buddy it's wolverine, <laughs> like kind of different you know one's from florida one's from edmonton you know it's all good <laughs> One can kind of reheal when he gets hit. Uh, the other one is kind of a human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's good. <clears throat> so, uh, I, you know, when doing my quick little bit of research here, it showed me that you were a Guelph kid growing up. Uh, what was uh, that like for you? So, actually, I moved to Guelph only about 13, 14 years ago. Uh, okay. I actually grew up in uh, Toronto. Okay, what part? I grew up in the uh, Rogers and St. Clair area. Oh, nice. So, like, right in the, like the, near the core, the heart of the city. Almost, yeah. It wasn't too far to go for downtown, but it was far enough away that, like, I didn't have to deal with downtown when I didn't want to. Right. So, what was that experience like for you growing up? Uh, growing up in Toronto was, was kind of... You know, it's crazy. It was always the hustle, the bustle, the 
everything going on. And then I moved to like Guelph and I was just like, what happened? Like, where is everything? Like <laughs> the streets get rolled up at like nine o'clock. Like I can go outside right now and not see a single person. When I was living in Toronto, I go outside at 11 o'clock, you know, the cities were still hopping. People are still moving around. Go out here. You you look up and you're like, Oh, I can see the stars and the, the moon. There's no one around. Everyone says hi when they pass you when you're walking. You're like, wait, what that, is that going on? That me the hell out. It, if, for the first, like, six weeks when I was living out here, I was just like, why is everyone saying hi to me? Like, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> I get that completely because I grew up East End, Hamilton, like Center Mall, RHLI, that area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, father-in-law is fighting the big C right now himself. So we moved out to the other side of Peterborough. We're in a place called Havelock, oh, which geez. has less people than my goddamn high school did. <laughs> and everyone's super friendly and they're all like, oh, do you need this? Or do you need that? And you're like, wait, what? Like, Yeah. And, and of course, half of them are all related to my wife because she's from like one of those big families here in the <laughs> here in town. Yeah. So we, we can't go for a walk to the only Tim Hortons in town without, without 30 people trying to stop us for a conversation. Okay. I'm like, I don't know you. Yeah. Stranger danger. Please keep going. <laughs> well, it's like, and my little guy is like, he doesn't, like, I have some, like, anxiety when it comes to people. My little guy, no, he'll just be like, hi, I'm Daxton. This is my daddy. And I was like, dude, don't tell everyone everything. Like, we need to keep some things quiet. Kayfabe on the real life, kid. Come on. Yeah. Let's not just tell everyone who we are and where we live. Or that, like, this is my puppy. Or this is this. And this is my favorite hat. It's like, dude. And tell everyone everything, bud. So, you know, you mentioned the hustle and bustle growing up in Toronto. Uh, of course, that can be a very 24-7 life, uh, even just uh, getting by day to day. With that, uh, where did you find time and how did you first discover professional wrestling? So, uh, this kind of is an interesting story how that all happened. Um, so, when I discovered pro wrestling, like, I'd always watched it as a kid. And I wasn't really sure, like oh, well, how does one get into that? But I'd always said to, like, my parents, my friends, like, yo, I'm going to do that. I, I will get in a ring. Like, I'm going to wrestle. Everyone's like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Um, years go by, still watching, still semi-following stuff. Um, I move out here. My mother gets uh, back into contact with a friend of hers from, like, when she was a kid. Um, he just happened to be a financial backing in a company out of Kitchener. And I went, was like, oh, these guys are like five feet away from me. This is kind of cool. Um, started helping out with them with the ring. Uh, ended up getting to start refing with them as well. Was having fun. No one ever really, I got to learn how to bump from a guy named uh, Marcus Ryan, the custom-made man, he kind of showed me how to take my first bump, and I was like, well, that kind of sucked. Still loved it, though. Would, like, got learned, like, got taught how to run the ropes, and I was like, oh, that's, that's not too bad. 
kept going, kept doing what I had to do, and all of a sudden, into this locker room, walks this dude in camo pants, tattoos, um, and all of a sudden, he's putting face paint on. I'm like, who is this dude? Lo and behold, it's Warhead. <laughs> um, start talking to him. He starts telling me about the crazy stuff that he did with, like, Weed Whacker and Shit like that. I watched him face uh, the notorious TID in uh, ladder match. I think it was. It might have been a ladder match. Might have been something else. But there were definitely ladders involved <laughs> in the match. Um, became friends with him. One day, I was just chilling at home when I got a message and it goes, "You got twenty bucks and a Red Bull." And I was like, "Yeah, I can. I, I can acquire these things." Uh. <laughs> Sure enough, he goes, all right, you have a half an hour to acquire these things, grab a pair of, like, workout shoes, um, and I'm going to meet you at your house. I was like, oh, wait, what? For what? What's going on? He, uh, he shows up. We drive out to Hamilton to a school that was in, like, it was weird. It was in, like, one of those flat and we go we're in the flat there's a wrestling ring in there literally enough like you would swear it was a bedroom because the ring literally filled the room there was nothing else in there but the ring uh sabrina kyle happened to be there steve brown happened to be there there were some students i don't think i saw any of them ever again (laughs) Um, so I go through that, kind of learn a couple of things from that, get in the car at Warhead, and he goes, so what did you think? Basically, I was like, that's pretty cool, like, I can, I can get behind this, and he goes, all right, well, I'm going to take you to a different school, meet me in Cambridge at this time and this date, I'll take you to school, ends up taking me to Squared Circle, literally, in Toronto, which happened to have ended up being about maybe 10 minutes from where I grew up <laughs> living. <laughs> so I'm just like, wait, I could have been fucking doing this since I was like 13. It's like as soon as I could have got some parent consent or something, I could have been doing this. I just never knew. So it was just kind of really hilarious how everything came full circle in that sense. But yeah, I trained with, Swego got my green light and then slowly started becoming the Prince of Pain. <laughs> I'm just, oh, you want to hit me with something wrapped in barbed wire? Uh, sure, whatever. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is a very Toronto attitude right there. Uh, but, you know, coming from Fuego's school, that's not known to be the uh, blood and guts kind of school. No, they uh, how did you find the transition? Like, how did you personally? find your transition from being a catch-as-catch-can, you know. <laughs> um, I can still do the stuff. I can still do the Rana's head scissors and all that stuff. Um, I just, I grew up watching ECW. ECW was the company I idolized. The guys like Raven, Tommy Dreamer, Mike Awesome, the Dudleys. Uh, Balls Mahoney, the Pitbulls, Perry Saturn, just all those guys were that. That's 
that's who I grew up watching. You know, there was a couple WWE guys that I was like, oh, they're they're interesting. Like, and it was the smaller guys like Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart. But watching the ECW guys, I was just like in awe of all of it. And then discovering Death Proof with Warhead, I was like, wait, do you mean I can swing the chair? I can use a kendo stick. I, I can do all of these things. He's like, yeah, you can do it. I'm like, okay, where do I sign up? Because like, I'm good with this. Like, <laughs> let let's let's throw some hardcore at me and see where see where it sticks. Now, in those early days, what do you find did stick? Uh, it, reflecting on those first, uh, you know, the first few arcs for yourself, uh, were there any stories or matches in particular that you would say, hey, uh, if you're a Courage fan and you want to see my outside work, this is some stuff to check out? So, uh, oddly enough, it kind of swings full circle. My favorite stuff from my tenure in the ring um, would be the Death Proof tournaments where I worked uh, guys like I worked Jesse Amato in a cacti casket match. It's a tongue. It's a lot to put out of your mouth, but if you can just imagine it, basically what the genius that was Warhead uh, decided to fill a casket full of cacti. Okay, my stoned mind went completely opposite, and I thought he hollowed out a cactus. No, 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 no. Other way, we we filled the casket with the cactus. That makes more sense. Oh yeah, and I have landed on thumbtacks, barbed wire. I've been through tables, been hit in the head with chairs. I do not want to land on a cactus again. It was not fun at all. Would you say that is the most painful uh, thing you've taken? Maybe the most painful thing, yes, but not the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing is definitely the skewers that um, Warheads use, Matt Cash uses. Uh, I think Shawnee Mo used them for a bit. Um, me, I ended up taking them from a guy named Viking from Quebec. Um, they suck going in. But that's not the worst part because it's just kind of like a tattoo needle, piercing needle kind of feeling. But it's the fact that once they're in there, they kind of bounce around while they're in there. And that is just the weirdest feeling I've ever had. I was just like, no, these need to get the hell out of my forehead. (laughs) Yeah, that is literally like having somebody willingly stick a knife in you and start twisting it around. Yeah, decent way to put it. I was not a fan of it. I was like, yeah, I did it. Now I'm not going to do that one again. I'm okay. <laughs> so what is the weirdest thing that you think you've came up with in your mind uh, that either you've already done or something that's off the wall crazy that you want to do in the future? There was a table spot that I had spoken about with someone Um who wanted to do a hardcore match with me. And I was like, well, cool. But like, what do you think of this for the finish? And it was, um, the kryptonite crunch while standing on a ladder that was laying flat on the top rope through a table that was going to have barbed wire. It's, 
just for visualizing it, I was like, that just sounds like it'll be disgusting. But it, there was so much room for error, we kind of decided, hmm, maybe the latter part won't be the best idea, because if we slip at all, we're just going to not have a fun time. Yeah, that that is straight up some video game E-Fed type <laughs> imaginary shit right there. Yeah, I definitely, like, in my head, I was like, that, that, but I'm kind of a stoner too, so I kind of like... I thought it up, and then I like thinking about it when I was like reading it back when I was not high. I was like, "No, that is way too dangerous. I am not risking that." Like, and it's not—it's not more like myself. Like, I—I'm willing to take the risk because the more I don't want to hurt the other person. And uh, I was just like, "No, we'll still do like the kryptonite crunch thing through the ta- the barbed wire table, but I think we might just like." do it avalanche style like off the second so we just don't die <laughs> <laughs> well not dying is always a priority in the ring usually yeah unless like you're what vader was trying to die in the ring i think that was his plan wasn't it oh <laughs> it was either vader or there was someone else that said he would uh pr- prefer to die having a heart attack in the middle of the ring yeah i know vader had said it but- yeah and all right, so you mentioned you were a big ECW fan uh, growing up. Uh, it does, uh, you know, it, it almost dates the age there for me, <laughs> but I got to take, take a swing and a miss. As someone that was there himself, were you at the Mississauga ECW show? Uh, no, I was not. Oh. Um, for the most part, I was allowed to watch it, but going to see it live, the closest I got to going to see it live up until I was about 22 would probably have been uh, the WrestleMania access for, I think it was WrestleMania 17 or whatever it was when it was in Toronto. Uh, that was the closest I got to getting to go to a real show because Apparently, the wrestling was already in me because I was a very hands-on, like, child, so (laughs) got in trouble for putting my sisters in the headlocks and sharpshooters and all that, so they wouldn't let me go to actually see the wrestling shows because they just figured, I was just going to make them do it more. I probably would have, but we'll see. All right, so let's get into some of the history here. Uh, you were actually on the very first Courage Pro show. Uh, and funny enough, it was a no disqualification match. So, you know, things have gone a little full circle here for you in CPW. Yep. As you took on Mark Shaw. Oh, me and Mark have uh, gone around the block a few times we've been oh yeah i wrote his name down a few times as we were uh, preparing today <laughs> yeah we've uh we've been on the same team like we are right now we've been against each other in numerous companies uh we've beaten the hell at each other all over the place it's been fun times <laughs> Was there anything from that first CPW show when that Falls Count Anywhere match uh, that stood out to you? It was, you know, it looked like it was uh, pretty featured on the card there as well for the first show. Uh, It was meant to be a building point to a lot of things. Um, In the beginning, I would say Courage kind of had a few too many chefs in the kitchen. 
uh, trying to figure out where everything was going. So one person would be like, yeah, no, we're going to build to this. And then the next one would be like, no, we're going to do this. And then it was just the people that were also involved in and around it were flaky to say the best, the, the best part of it. Um, yeah, uh, Justin actually brought up a name on an earlier show. Uh, I forget what the guy's name was, but his names were named in the past. So, uh, so the names from that it was um, Eric Rosecroft was around with that. Um, Sammy. Then there was Crane. Was a part of it. We had Shawnee Mo, Tyler Hill, um, Graves was there. It was supposed to almost end up being this big CM Punk Raven like storyline of Ring of Honor. Um, but it got turned sideways so fast that every time we thought we were having it go in the right direction, we were scrambling to rewrite things as it was happening. So right. it just ended up being like, oh, we need to just drop this whole thing. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah, because yeah, you can see in the history, you know, uh, the next show there was a tag team match where Mark and Graves were taking on you and uh, Eric Bonacci. Yep. Uh, you know, and then that translated as well. It uh, then merged to you and Justin. Yep. Uh, and then back to you and Mark in a no DQ match. Yeah, because um, we we kept trying to like re re kickstart it to get it going to where it should have been, and it just we just couldn't give it any more adrenaline shots to the heart. It was just we were just beating a dead horse. We're <laughs> like, okay, we gotta. We got to move from this. We got to go somewhere else. And, you know, from there, uh, you know, this match did just go up on free match Friday. Uh, we can spend as much time on this one as you want, as you and Tyler Hill actually took on Mark Shaw and Shawnee Mo. Yeah. Um, so that stemmed from we're going to break the fourth wall a little bit. Um, Tyler Hill was already on the show. Sean was in the crowd of the sh- in the show previous, and um, I'm one of those guys that yo, if I can get my boy a booking, like I'm gonna help him out and get him some work, get him some money in his pocket. And it was uh, we're gonna try to kickstart this thing one more time, see what we can do. Let's get Sean involved in this because like me and Sean going back. Not many people know about this, but he was pro- he was actually one of my first matches. So we'd brought out the best in each other a few times previous. So, and I'd always liked working with him. So I was like, "Yo, do you guys care if Sean saves Shaw?" Because I think like all of us are willing to do some really dumb things um, if you're willing to let us do it. <clears throat> now. We got told the next show where this match actually happened. We're told kind of, you know, well, yeah, we want you guys to go out there and, and like, do that stuff. But we want you to be super brought in. So I was like, well, that just threw every plan that I had out the damn window. But um, 
No, I don't think a single time that I ever got in the ring with with any of those guys. I, I think I've always had great matches. I've had a blast doing it. And I couldn't be happier. Like, even, like, as you said, there was a bunch of, like, oh, now it's back to you and Mark and da-da-da-da-da. Like, it was just – I always still had fun. It was never the – even though we were beating that dead horse, it was still fun matches to be had. Now, uh, then in, um, I, I look at it as two different generations of Courage. Uh, you know, episode one, I think, started a whole new life point for Courage. So in the uh, your last appearance in the old iteration of CPW, it was a six-person tag. You know, Jody Threat, Mark Shaw, and Justin uh, taking on you, Rosecroft, and I couldn't find the third name. I'm trying to think. Who the hell did we have? I know Justin mentioned it. I just didn't think to write it down when he did. Oh, man. Um... I remember the match because I'm pretty sure I took Jody's F5. <laughs> nice. Um, who was it? I don't know. You know, I couldn't find anything on a promotion page for it and on the results page. It just had a question mark. I don't remember who the heck it was. Huh. You know, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, and then Courage had its rebirth, as I say. And, you know, very fittingly, uh, you took on Mark Shaw in a dog collar match. Yeah, that was the kind of the rebirth that where we were like, you know what, let's let's do this. And then we decided that at the end, we were actually going to make it that... Um, me and Shaw were going to stand together and uh, start kind of where we are now, start planting all of that stuff going. Right. And for that, you know, uh, the next show, uh, we saw you actually taking on uh, the arcade, TJ Kurtz. Yep. At the Hamilton Heritage Rumble show. Yep. And then you were in the rumble. You suppose you were booked for the rumble itself. Yeah. However, uh, one Holden Albright did decide to jump you from behind and uh, procure your number. Yeah, and clock me halfway into the next week. Um, yeah, that's definitely how that went. Um, you know, not expecting something to come from behind you and just spinning back fist your face off. Uh, <laughs> normally puts a, a puts a damper on you wanting to really run right in there and get into a rumble. <laughs> and, you know, that did start off this new feud that has gone on for a while with you and Holden. Uh, you know, you guys were scheduled for a one-on-one -on -one match, and then uh, there was that little, uh, I call it our little halftime heat incident, where the two of you just could not contain it to the locker room. No, so, you know, he gave the shove you wanted to fight and definitely not want to back down from a fight like i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh look i can't hit you because there's fans here well i'm gonna hit you and if the fans get in my way i'm gonna hit them too <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting my hands on you you want to shove me i'm getting my hands on you we're gonna go and hopefully people are smart enough to get out my way 
Now, the thing that really stuck out in my mind about that brawl was uh, at the time, you know, we were using uh, Rip Impact Shorter Ring, the uh, suplex onto the RHLI dance floor off the side of the ring. Yeah. Uh, that just, that's the sickening thud to it. <laughs> uh, anything on the floor sucks. I'm not going to say that it's a nice thing to land on. Uh you want to understand what it feels like, take yourself and throw yourself at your floor. That's kind of the best way I can describe a landing on the floor is just to throw yourself as hard as you can on the floor and hope you don't break something. No, of course, you know, my only grudge coming out of that is we had to get back on the air as quickly as possible <laughs> so I could let people know what was going on. I didn't even have time to finish my fucking drink. Eh, well, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> you know, so, sometimes alcohol gets to not get loved. Well, which is unfortunate. Usually. I, I'm pretty often wearing a shirt that says drink, fight, and fuck shit up. So that kind of should explain <laughs> how my attitude goes towards stuff like that. Of course, that brawl did uh, wind uh, up getting, you know, you not allowed to even enter the arena yeah. uh, for a show there. You know, I had to just ban you. <laughs> I bought a ticket. And still got involved. <laughs> That's right, as Holden did take on your uh, frenemy, Mark Shaw. Yep. And I'm pretty sure he tried to use a chain on Shaw, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm, no, not happening. And of course, that dog collar did come back, or uh, the wolf collar, as I called it, as uh, you and Holden had yourselves that dog collar match. Yeah, which then he took himself out of it to win. No, he he's calling that was a legit break on the chain. Oh, sure, why not? We can uh, any, any thoughts of like the big hold any thoughts in the holden feud or uh as it stands right now you know we did the we ended it with the barbed wire i'm good right now i don't need to go back to that i kind of want to look and go forward with things looking back only causes you know hospital bills <laughs> and visits for me so i'm, I'm okay <laughs> not going back to that well last Last up on the feud was the uh, the highly hyped barbed wire match. Yeah. Like I said, don't want to go back to those wells because those just rack up hospital visits. <laughs> well, allow me to, t- you know, this question did come to us, so uh, I wouldn't be doing my thing if I didn't ask on it. Uh, a few people were uh, underwhelmed, you could say, by the barbed wire match. Uh you know, you guys did go out there and put it all on the line for him. However, you know, we didn't see much color. Was that just, uh, um, you know, you guys were... So, barbed wire's tricky. Like, you can get poked and it's just a scratch. You can get poked and you bleed all over the place like a stuffed pig. Um, Like, I had nicks and cuts on my body from all of that. I ended up actually getting a scar in the palm of my hand from that because I ended up grabbing a barb trying to get up. Um, I've had matches where there were barbed wire and you just, sometimes you just can't, like your blood is just like, no, we're not coming out today. 
I'm just going to stay in here. I've had matches where the smallest little nick just bleeds everywhere. So it just depends on the day with blood. Right. Uh, As for the fans being underwhelmed on the amount of blood, trust me, if when I get it back in the ring, there will be blood. Um, no, of course, that match, yeah, that match did crown you as our inaugural hardcore Gore Park champion. Yeah, and I'm definitely like I'm not one to shy away from blood. I don't. I've bled all over the place for numerous companies. I have scars on my body from them. I don't mind bleeding. <laughs> uh, what are your goals as the inaugural champion? Honestly, I just I want to go out there and show people that yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna use weapons i'm gonna use whatever i can get my hands on it's a fight i'm gonna show them that even though i'm gonna fight i can still make it look pretty <laughs> is there anyone on particular when you're going down the roster that you're like yeah i i want to see their blood or i want to see what i want to <laughs> see how hard they hit uh arrow is one of them that I've seen that he likes to get a little violent with things, so I'd love to see how violent he's willing to go. Uh, oddly enough, little Mr. Safe Travis, I've seen him do some stuff. Now, the only problem is I could probably pick him up and throw him to the second floor. Um, but I think just being able to toss him all around the building would be fun. Uh, let's see who else would be fun. Um, uh, I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, my mentor getting to tangle with him. We always have fun and do very many stupid things, which would be Warhead. Um, who else would I like to punch in the face? <laughs> Usually how I decipher it. Who would I like to punch? Like I said, Tyler Arrow has a really nice face for punching. I've been there. It's great. Um, now, of course, you can always flip that question on, on yourself even. Who would you like to be punched in the face by? Who do you want to see how hard they can hit? Uh, I can tell you some people that I don't want to get punched by. <laughs> uh, one would be uh, Josh Alexander. He is quite big, and I'm sure his punch will hurt. Um. Who else would I not like to get punched by? Let's see. Uh, there was a gentleman that came to the ring in the uh, the rumble with Mr. Chase there. I forget his name. But he was a big boy. I would not like him to punch me. <laughs> Basically, if you're if you're like two to three times my size, I I'm not going to enjoy punching, getting punched by you. It's not going to go well for me. I will have to use things that were going to hurt you. Well, as long as you don't hit someone over the head with one of my trophies and break it, it's all good with me. Well, I can't guarantee that. I don't know how much money CP Courage spend on them. They, they may break. You, you never know. Josh can be a cheap bastard at times. Exactly. It might just, you know, I might just pick it up and it could crumble apart. You never know. 
Now, of course, the last show before lockdown for Courage Pro was uh, the second Rumble where, you know, you made your alliance with Mark Shaw a public thing now. (laughs) uh, As you guys came out with uh, your six man titles. Yeah, which we still have. (laughs) We We're we're. You know, we're very much on the same page. We want the same things. Uh, and that's kind of just anarchy, really. That's kind of fun. <laughs> and you know, before we went into lockdown, you guys were actually advertised for a tag team match. Correct. Uh, against the, they weren't then the tag team champions. Uh, they are now, though. Uh, you know, you were going to get the chance to punch Tyler Arrow in the face as you guys were scheduled to take on Airstrike. Which would have been great. I'll punch him in the face and take his belt. I'll be, I'm fine with that. My son loves them. He thinks they're great because he gets to run around the house and say he's the champ. So. <laughs> <laughs> So with that in mind, is that your plans for the immediate future is to uh, break some faces and add some more titles to the collection? Isn't that that always the plan is take as much gold from the company as you can? The the more gold, the bigger payday, right? Exactly. The more titles I carry around, the the heavier my pay envelope gets, which means more fun for me later at the bar. (laughs) So with that, uh, let me just take a look here. Just make sure I hit everything on my notes because I'm a fucking professional and I write <laughs> down my notes. Uh, you know, we, if that's your immediate plan for Courage Pro's future, uh, you know, you say you're working, keeping yourself busy. Uh, what kind of, you know, what parting words would you have for people? Uh, where can they find you? Uh Social media, I'm not one for it. I'm secluded. I don't post much on Twitter. I don't post much on Instagram. I have the Facebook. Again, don't post much. I post when there's shows. I'll share, like, the match, the match like, marquee buildups and stuff. Um, really, if you just kind of search for Aiden Rain, you'll uh, make sure you spell it right because apparently there also is a porn star with the same name. Did not know that when I started that one, but uh, she's female, so I luck out on that sense. It's not a dude. Um, but yeah, if you search, search for it, stuff will come up. But if I get messages, uh, more often than not, I'll respond, depending on if. Now, have, you got, have you got any messages from her? Luckily, no, because that would just be awkward. I will. If you're listening, send Aiden a message. Don't <laughs> tell him that you're a wrestling fan. Yeah, tell, tell me that you, you like this porn star. It'll be great. I'll be very, very much disturbed. <laughs> Perfect. Well, hey, that's what I'm all about here. I, there, I've had some weird messages from wrestling fans, as is, and they're not looking for the porn star, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, some wrestling fans are weird. Yeah, I'm quite glad I'm not a female uh, wrestler, to be honest, because I've heard that uh, their DMs can get quite interesting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, especially now with this speaking out movement, and it's just 
it boggles the mind to see what some people will say and do. Yeah, definitely. But with that in mind, my friend, is there anyone that you want to shout out while you're on the air? Uh, like I said, with just, you know, saying my final goodbyes, the only thing I'd really want to say is, you know, for Shawnee Mo that uh, he's going to be greatly missed. And uh, I'm sure my time's coming to see him again. You will one day, uh, you know, uh, we're all part of the same universe, so we're all still connected in some way. Yeah. Um, I'm able to go back and watch the matches and, you know, look back and still remember him. So that's good that there's that. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're all still connected. And like I said, one day, you know, I know I'll get to see him again and that's makes it a little bit easier. Perfect. So before I let you go, there is a question I like to ask people. <laughs> some people find it a little controversial. Some people find it just a little bit weird. Yeah. Well, I, gonna... I gotta know. I gotta know. Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Well, it's between bread. So yeah, it's a sandwich. Boom. There we have it, folks. The Prince of Pain, he makes it rain blood. Aiden Rain says a hot dog is indeed a sandwich. <laughs> Excellent, my friend. Well, hey, thank you very much for coming on the show this week. Uh, take it easy. Give yourself some mental health. You deserve it. Thank you very much. Definitely plan. Uh, anytime, I'd love to sit and shoot shit again. Uh, you know where to find me, man. Perfect. You mentioned superheroes. I do a superhero podcast as well. So maybe we'll try to get you on. We'll talk a little superheroes one day. For sure. Like, man, I don't know many three-year-olds that can look at you and tell you all the Avengers, but mine can. <laughs> Perfect, man. Well, hey, you take it easy and have yourself a great night. You as well, man. Thank you. No problem. Well, that's going to wrap it up this week. I want to thank Aiden Rain for coming on and sharing his tale with us. Uh, I know it was a rough day for him, being as we recorded on the same day as the funeral for Shawnee Mo. Uh, so really, thank you very much for coming on and being able to articulate your thoughts and feelings during the process. Uh, I also want to thank Mize, of course, for jumping on at the beginning with me, as always. And you, for listening. You're the reason why I do this. You're the reason why we keep going out weekly. And you're the ones I want to hear from for next week's show. Of course, next week we are doing our mental health check-in week. You're going to be hearing from, of course, myself, Mize, Josh will pop on. We'll hear from Safe Travis and hopefully hear from you as well. Hit me up on Twitter at ClownyJ. Hit up Shauna at Sick Little One or Sick Space Hair. Now, uh, Sick Little One on Instagram. Hit up Mize at Mize1987. Hit up Courage Pro, CP Wrestling, uh, Courage Pro, uh, whatever we're under on all the different social medias. Hit us up. Find us. We want to hear from you for next week. And speaking of next week, my friends, until we talk, until we speak again, you know the little favors you got to do for me. You got to wash your hands. You got to wear your fucking mask because you're not a goddamn idiot. You got to stay smart, stay safe, but mentally, y'all know what you got to do. 
First, you got to check out So Sick Social Club on Spotify, YouTube. Check out the videos, Panic Chapter. And then you got to stay sick.